1: Hey, Slapdog, the Brainiacs are ready.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome into Leather Brains, your host here, Slapdog, episode 141. It's great to be here. I'm very excited to do this episode, but
1: I couldn't do it alone. Yeti, welcome in, brother. Hey, how's it going, man? I'm uh I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of uh scared to come on this episode. Were you? Yeah, you know, last week we did a, a segment. Um it was called our four bold takes of the week and
0: mm-hmm.
1: slaps. I you know you got I'm heat, gonna brother. hold myself accountable here. Um I said the Lions were gonna beat the Ravens. Not a good look. Nah it was... then, Yeah, but you couldn't you I mean uh, I don't know, uh... but yeah. Slap my wrist. And then Devontae Smith, top 15 wide receiver. That one was a hard miss too. So <laughs> 0 for 2 last week.
0: Hey, you so, know what though? Sorry, I, I I condemn you for pulling out the receipts and saying, hey, I, I was wrong. I think that's great. I think we need a little bit more of that. Because here's here's the sad realization when we talk about fantasy. This is a numbers game. This is a statistics game. But this is also a luck game and i think that more often than not a lot of players out there they get pissed at any fantasy analyst or anybody that says you told me to start this guy and it's like well yeah because it makes sense for this reason this reason and this reason whether you choose to listen to us is on you pal so Mm -hmm. like i you gotta give yourself some credit give yourself a pat on the back because we're here and i would say that we're pretty knowledgeable in what we're talking about
1: very obviously like to think so yeah
0: yeah so i but (laughs) We're not gonna hit a we're not gonna hit a home run every single time, man.
1: So and even though we're not putting money, you know, like on the money line or the spread in Vegas, right? This is still fantasy football. It's still gambling. Oh, yeah. It really is. And that's something that it took me a while as a
0: fantasy player to realize that at the end of the day, this is gambling. There might not be money involved, but or there might be at the end of somebody's league. There's some some financial compensation, but this is gambling every single week. And I think that's why everybody kind of likes it a little bit. You know, that's why I like it because I'm a DJ. But We do have some things to talk about, of course. That's why we're doing this dang old podcast. We have uh, the Monday Night Takeaway, so we need to do a little bit of Monday Night Cleanup. We got a breeze through segment. So this is going to be we're going to talk about injuries, um, some returns for some players, and then also just some some fantasy football targets for those injuries and uh some some probable waiver wire pickups to help suffice in times of need. We're gonna play buy or sell today, and I'm actually very, very excited to do this because this is the moment, this is the time, Yeti, where we have to start thinking about the playoffs.
1: Now playoffs? if you're
0: I know crazy, but if you're 0 and 7, mm. I don't know if you're gonna make it. You might you probably didn't listen to the Leather Brains. You definitely didn't listen to leather, leather Brains. But if you're even in the middle of the pack, we have brought in some brought some buy and sell guys here today for everybody to discuss, to look at, because potentially these are going to be the guys that are, are your sleepers, so to speak, or people who might be going under the radar or people that it might be time to say goodbye to and sell. So we brought some buy and sell candidates today. We're going to play Flex Appeal, baby. Mm -hmm. So you and me are going to bring two players to the table and flex them against each other and decide which one should be in your starting lineup. And then we're going to round this thing out with the Brain Busters. We are here to help all of the fantasy football players out here. So if anybody has any questions, submit it over on YouTube in the comments. And please, 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 while you're there, just hit subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. We love the support. And if you're listening to us on a podcast platform, it truly does mean the world because we are grinding and busting booty every single week for all those brainiacs out there and the support is very appreciated so let's begin yeti let's talk about the monday night takeaways Kirk cousins he outperformed brock birdie jordan addison had a breakout game and has the panic alarm set in for san francisco take it away my friend
1: yeah, I think it's important to uh, give credit where it's due here and talk about Kirk Cousins because usually when we talk about Kirk Cousins in time games, we talk about how bad he is. But man, in a situation where San Francisco was heavily favored, we all thought San Fran would win. Um, Kirk performed and he looked great against a, a San Fran defense that is, you know, it looks looks kind of scary this season but the last two weeks it's kind of been suspect it, it hasn't gotten the job done um you know kirk he threw for almost 400 yards on this defense he had two touchdowns he only threw a pick which is that's okay you know it's Shit not happens. bad against the 49 defense yeah but i think a lot of credit goes to the vikings offensive line too i think this is the first game where they actually held kirk up uh, yeah. he got sacked one time uh, in previous games that wasn't the case so he had time he was hitting his receivers and stride and he looks good well you mentioned uh, the receivers Jordan Addison I mean you want to
0: talk about filling in for Justin Jefferson he certainly did this game which uh, unfortunately for myself and many others he absolutely destroyed in fantasy football this last week is he here to stay with JJ being gone
1: yeah I I think so man I I think uh, Kevin McConnell the head coach figured out hey you know Justin Jefferson is gone we need a new alpha for the time being what better guy to do that than Jordan Addison your first round wide receiver that you picked Um and one thing with Addison I know he had a huge game last week uh, or Monday night but his six touchdowns on the season are tied for the most uh touchdowns by a rookie wide receiver through the first six weeks or seven games so Kudos uh Jordan Addison. He's been a quiet kind of guy time. until uh, Monday night. So, Are we hitting the panic alarm on the 49ers? I mean,
0: they've now lost their last two games. I think this was one that most people were expecting the 49ers to win pretty handily. And same thing last week with the Jets. So is is panic starting to set in for the 49ers, perhaps?
1: That's a million-dollar question right now. Um, before Sunday games had kicked off, I was saying that Philly – and San Francisco were going to be in the NFC Championship game because those two game, or two teams have the most complete rosters. They look great, and I thought only San Francisco could match Philly's uh, physicality. But, man, the past two weeks, San Francisco has looked very suspect on defense, and, and it's a lot to do with their secondary. Um, they're not dealing with any injuries back there, but they're giving up yards to these guys. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw for over 300 yards, against them on Monday night. And then PJ Walker, a backup from the XFL, you know, he's a long journeyman from the NFL or uh, in the NFL. He, he had a decent day, you know, coming off the bench and he, he beat the 49ers. Um, And not only is it the defense's fault, but Brock Purdy, we, we talked about him as an MVP candidate uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think this is all our fault. But the past two games, he's thrown three picks. And, I mean, we can sit here and we can say, yeah, he overthrew some of the guys or his wide receiver stops on the routes and stuff. But at the end of the day, that's three picks on the stat line, right? Um, it, It looks a little concerning for the San Francisco 49ers when you compare them to what Philadelphia did Sunday night against Miami.
0: Sure. I I think, and I I don't know if there's any validity to this, but you mentioned Brock Purdy and how these last two games, he really hasn't performed. Debo Samuel's been gone. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. Does that play any part in this? I know that Debo has been kind of lackluster this last year and and has not looked like Debo of, of what was it, 2021 when he had his insane year. Um, But it's worth noting, I mean, he is still the wide receiver one for this team. And so when you take that threat away from you, that makes the defense a little bit easier as far as their job is concerned. So do you think that might play any parts in this as well?
1: It definitely could play a factor, right? Because the number one cornerback is now going to be on Ayuk, who is Brock Purdy's, I would say, his favorite wide receiver yeah. with Debo in the lineup. And so Debo can't draw that coverage now. Ayuk isn't getting those friendly matchups anymore. And that leaves them with Jawan Jennings you know, as their wide receiver too, basically, which... Uh, I kind of alluded to this when I talked about Brock Purdy a a minute ago. Uh, Him and Jennings just, they weren't on the same page. And that's why one of those picks had happened. Uh, Jennings had stopped on one of those routes and boom, there's a pick. But I mean, it's hard to make any excuses for this guy when you look at this roster from head to toe. They shouldn't be losing to the Minnesota Vikings. They shouldn't be losing to the Cleveland Browns. They still have Christian McCaffrey. They have Brandon Nayuk. They have George Kittle. And we hold Kyle Shanahan in high regards. He needs to figure out how to use the guys on his roster.
0: Which he typically is very – that's what he's known for, and that's what he's very good at. So I, I'm i not going to read too much into this. They play the Bengals this week, which I think actually could end up being a pretty good game if the Bengals – show some signs of life that we know they're capable of. They really haven't done it as much this season as, as most people have hoped, especially for fantasy purposes. But I think that there, this could be an interesting game. And and really if the Bengals come out and and play, they had a bye week. So that Mm -hmm. you know, that could help with Joey B and the potential return of him looking like Joey B of old. I'm excited for that game. I think it will be interesting. And I think that game will also show us a little bit more about the 49ers. But we have some news with injuries, and Brock Purdy's not going to be around this week due to a concussion protocol. So on the flight home, it was found out that he was displaying concussion-like symptoms, and Brock hmm. Purdy will not be there this week. So that makes it a little bit more difficult for the 49ers to try and get it done with Sam Darnold
1: as their starting quarterback. Yeah. And we, like I said, Kyle Shanahan is known as a quarterback guru, the offensive guru. We're going to see what he can do with Sam Darnold if he is indeed the starter. Um, But don't the 49ers play on Monday night? Are they on Monday night again? Or am I making that up? I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I know they're playing the Bengals. I don't know
0: what. I just always assume all games are on Sunday at 12 o'clock, unless. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I know for a fact they're not um they play sunday night sunday afternoon 425 or 325 for all you Midwesterners.
1: oh that's that's kind of a problem right because if we're holding off until game time to figure out if brock purdy's playing we're gonna need to look at some guys that are on the waiver wire slaps bingo
0: and there's a couple guys here so if if you were in 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 brock purdy's just one of many injuries so i'll just go through the list of quarterback injuries that we are facing this week for fantasy so Giants quarterback Daniel Jones has a neck injury and still has not been cleared for contact, so I expect T-God himself, Tyrod Taylor, to start against the Jets. Cleveland quarterback P.J. Walker will start this week's game against the Seahawks. Deshaun Watson is still rehabbing his shoulder and will not be playing. Titans quarterback Will Levis is expected to start on Sunday's game versus the Falcons and be the primary quarterback. Although there are news reports that that will be both of their quarterbacks will be playing in this one, so Gross. I don't know what Brian Dables or not Brian Dable, uh, Mike Vrabel is doing, but I I don't I, that's a whole dumpster fire that I wouldn't want to touch. And then uh, you like I mentioned, Brock Purdy is out, so there's there's a lot of quarterbacks that for fantasy purposes people probably have starting or we're going to start that are not going to be there. So I present you with a couple of alternative solutions that are on the waiver wire. We'll start with Gardner Minshew. On paper in Gardner Minshew Colt's backup that is going to start for the rest of the year because Anthony Richardson is just got surgery on a shoulder and is done. They're playing the Saints this week, and the Saints are actually really good at stopping the quarterback for fantasy purposes. But I think that Minshew is I think he's certainly worth the consideration. Yeti he rushed for two touchdowns this last week and threw for another two touchdowns against arguably the best defense in the NFL right now being the Browns. So over the last two weeks, when Minshew has gotten a full start, he's actually finished his quarterback four on the season, and I understand that's a two week. That's a two-week window, so we can't really look home on it. But against the Browns, I was really impressed with what I saw, and he's only 18% rostered right now. So I think with the rushing upside that we did see with him against the top-tier elite defense, I think he's certainly worth a grab. He's not the only one. We also have Derek Carr, which sounds kind of gross, just depending on the week. But this is the week, if you're going to make a pivot, this is the week to do it with Derek Carr. uh, He's playing against the Colts, who are (laughs) dead last against the quarterback. So they're allowing the most points to the quarterback position right now. I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. And when you're playing against a defense that is really, really leaky for the quarterback and fantasy points, and he's sitting on the waiver wire and you need a quarterback, that's really, really appealing. He's 35% rostered right now. So go see if Derek Carr is available. And the last one that I bring to you, and I like the other two way more, but this guy's also an option, is Bryce Young. It's not sexy. It's not promising but it is an option yeti young is playing against a texans defense that is also bleeding at the quarterback position they're allowing 26.7 points on average per game to the quarterback position like i said i know it's not sexy bryce young is a rookie quarterback the panthers are are not a good offense but if you are desperate he is 25 percent rostered and maybe worth a play this week if you don't have a starting quarterback
1: yeah and if you were to ask me out of the three which one i prefer i Um, there's no bias here because he's he's my ex-boyfriend or whatever uh Derek Carr uh, I think he's a guy that you probably want to target this week um Minshew is he's a very attractive option obviously you had mentioned his rushing upside uh that he had last week versus the Browns um I I just kind of worry that's you know a one-off thing and it's going to be hard to rely on that so yeah, two rushing touchdowns last week. Could he get another one this week? It's possible, right? But they have Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. So I don't feel confident. And then rushing at the goal line with an yeah, issue.
0: No, and, and it is worth noting on those touchdowns that he did rush for, it was a passing down and he decided to scramble for it to get the touchdown. So it all it's all going to depend on field position with that. They're not going to draw any quarterback designed runs, but it just shows that he's not afraid to tuck it and run on the goal line. And that is opportunity.
1: Yep. And so with Derek Carr, I think he's going to get you there through the air. And you, like you had mentioned there, the Colts secondary is garbage. I think this is a prime position for Derek Carr to show off what he can do. And for him and Olave to get on the right page. Sure. There's one quarterback left. Um, This one, (laughs) I'm
0: not going to say start this week. I'm not going to say he's worth a play. But he certainly, I think, is worth a roster consideration right now, and that's Kyler Murray. It was announced today that he did return. He was a full participant in practice today. So I'm not starting him. I own Kyler Murray in in a couple leagues, and I, I'm not going to start him. But I do want to roster him because he's somebody that I think could potentially be startable. What really is going to dictate that in my mind is, what's his rushing upside look like right mm-hmm. now? because he is coming back from a leg injury and that is a problem. But if he actually is a hundred percent and he is playing well and he is looking good, I would pick him up because what he was before his entry was a top 10 quarterback for fantasy purposes. Fair to say.
1: And yeah, I, for sure. Um, My question is just going to be how much does he trust his knee? How much does he trust that rushing upside that we talk about in fantasy, you know? Um, And I think a lot of, him coming back uh depends on the matchup too right mm. you look at the cardinal schedule the next four games they play the ravens this week the browns next week they play the falcons and then they play the texans so two not ideal matchups this week and next week the falcons and texans they don't have terrible defenses either no so they don't it's like at what point do you feel comfortable throwing them out there if sure you're, you're uh but- Gannon.
0: On the flip side of it, you know, you look at like, no matter what, when you draft Josh Allen, you start Josh Allen. And I'm not saying Kyler Murray is Josh Allen, but you have some quarterbacks that are startup proof. So for me, Kyler Murray was a startup proof quarterback before the injury. And that's worth a roster spot for me to sit there and and say, prove it to me. So I'm not starting him. I'm not saying he's worth a start. And I'm not saying definitely don't start him this week if he is playing. However... Who knows? He could come back and look the same, or maybe even they they gave him some nasty injections to make his legs super strong, and he's even better than he was before. So I think it's worth a roster spot, and I I would certainly be picking him up. Don't count on him, though, this week.
1: Did you trust him because of his rushing upside or his arm? (laughs) Let me ask you that.
0: That's a good question, and I think I have said this before. I do think Kyler Murray, and, and this was before the injury, so understand that. I think Kyler Murray could throw the ball better than Lamar Jackson could. And I think his rushing upside was just as on par with Lamar Jackson. Like if you were to, t- if you were to ask me before the injury, which quarterback I would rather have, I like Lamar Jackson because he's bigger, but I liked Kyler Murray because he was more athletic
1: with he's all that. At call of duty.
0: And he's well, and nobody's better than him in call of duty, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like Kyler Murray's throwing ability too. I don't think he's a bad thrower. I thought he's always been a pretty good thrower so i it's it's gonna he's gonna have to prove it to me but i i am interested to see what he looks like coming off this injury
1: i can't wait to dissect his comeback in the next week or two with I,
0: i'm not <laughs> looking forward to it i'm gonna be honest but you know what that's what we're here for that's that's the game we play so let's uh let's do buys and sells
1: Yeti, are you ready to do this thing let's do it baby
0: okay i'll uh you want me to kick it off
1: uh, I got one for you right okay. off the bat slaps. Um, okay. Brees Hall. What Brees are we Hall. doing with Brees Hall at what this point in the season? With Brees
0: Hall. Yeti, he's a buy for me, man. He's a buy for me right now, and and I would be very heavily invested in trying to obtain him at all costs, to be honest with you. um, Since week five, he's put up 20-plus points per, per game. And his usage has also gone up. So at the beginning of the year, there was there were some limitations on his snap count. I think those have been lifted because since week five, he's had a fifty percent plus snap share, which is great. I still think Dalvin Cook will be a part of this offense, but I don't think it's gonna it's gonna make me any less scared of Brees Hall. Hall's rest of the season schedule is also freaking incredible. His only difficult games are the Bills in week eleven and the Falcons in week thirteen. And then the Browns in Week 17. So Week 17, and I, I bring all this up because Week 17 is typically the last game for real fantasy players. If you play in Week 18, you are a degenerate human being. But some people do. We don't. We Our, our championship game is in Week 17. We are. This is what we're vying for. This is what we want to do is we want to try and get people to the playoffs and get them a championship. So Brees Hall is going to help you get there, and he is 100% a buy for me.
1: Yeah, as the running back nineteen right now in PPR formats, what kind of price are you willing to pay? Like, I know obviously the million. You know what we're gonna say is it depends on the roster buildup, right? Yeah. Um, but like, let's say a guy needs a wide receiver, are you gonna ship? Um, I don't know, Adam Thielen or Garrett Wilson or I would one hundred percent send Garrett Waddell. Wilson.
0: I would send Jalen Waddle. I would send Garrett Wilson, Adam Thielen. That is z- 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 tricky because Adam yeah. Thielen is seeing a lot of usage right now, which is insane because Adam Thielen, nobody had Adam Thielen on their radar to begin this year. But uh, I, I, it all depends. I, I, like you said, it's all going to depend on you. Would I trade Jalen Waddle? Yes. Would I trade Garrett Wilson? Yes. Would I trade Adam Thielen? If I had two startable wide receivers that I was confident in, yes, I would. Okay. But I, I, um, I lean towards probably not because I don't know if I would have those two strong wide receivers that I could, I could count on.
1: Exactly. um, And I think at this point too, you're kind of counting on, you know, if you have a guy like Garrett Wilson or even T Higgins for that matter, you're hoping that their name value can get you there in a trade with somebody like Brees Hall. Because I, I think if you're playing with sharp people, you know, if, They're they're gonna know what Brees Hall is capable of. Mm -hmm. He's taken over that backfield. He has a strong schedule. They're not gonna give him up for cheap. And I think that's where you kind of have to be careful. Um, You don't want to give up too much, but if you can squeeze, you know, that's why that's that's why I think he's such a
0: sneaky buy low candidate because he he really hasn't had. I mean, he's been usable these last couple of weeks, but he started off slow. He was on buy. So now's the time to buy him, in my opinion, before his value gets too high and you can't afford him. And that that's why he's certainly... A, that's why he's probably one of my biggest buy candidates. Um, would you trade Jordan Addison for him? Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I think w- I, would. I would. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I think at this point... Justin Jefferson is going to come back with the way the Vikings have looked the past couple weeks. I think he's coming back in that four week span that he initially was on track for. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, Jordan Addison's value takes a hit. They do throw the ball a shit ton. They so do. the volume's going to be there, but I'm not going to trust Addison to have the same performance that he had on Monday night. No, I, week, I would, right? I would sell Capitalize on that. Like Absolutely. that's a perfect sell high candidate right exactly. there. Exactly.
0: All right. I got one for you, Eddie. You ready? You're also yeah. buying Brie Hall's effort to say. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Just wanted to check. Uh, what about Chris Olave? Are you buying or selling Chris Olave right now?
1: Yeah. You know, Chris Olave, he's a very popular man right now for, for some things that happen off the field. You know, he, uh, He's fast. He's fast. Yeah, he's fast on the field, and he's fast off the field, yeah. too. Which, you know, it kind of hurts to see a little bit. You know, the guy just being stupid with driving and whatnot. Well, did I speed you, a little did bit. You but... see,
0: oh, me too. But did you see that clip that came out of him telling yeah. the cop? He's like, I play for the Saints, man. And he's like, and? And I was just like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, are you serious right now? You broke the oh, law, man. and you're trying to use your credible fame to get out of it. I just thought that was kind of a scummy move. Yeah, he's but... trying
1: to pull a fast one on the 5 That's yeah. kind of l- ridiculous. Um, obviously, you know, he got arrested. He's a, He got bailed out, whatever. Um, there's. I really don't think the NFL is going to do anything about this. I mean, you look at past incidents of people getting arrested in the season for speeding, um, nothing is... Happen. It's usually been team discipline of, you know, a game or something, but um, I doubt anything happens here. But on the field, uh, Chris Olave, he is the fantasy uh, wide receiver 20 in PPR formats at this current point. Um, But he is actually in the top 10 for target uh, with 88, and he has a whopping 32.7% target share right now. Um, I think a lot of the issues that we're seeing with Chris Olave has to do with his chemistry with. Uh, Derek Carr, which we saw on Monday night against Jacksonville. You know, Carr was, he was obviously very frustrated with Olave. um, Mm -hmm. And I think that they are going to get it together because Chris Olave, he is too talented to not figure it out with. Um, To top it all off, Chris Olave has a very favorable schedule, uh, especially in the playoff season. He plays the Jets. They're at the Rams and they're at Tampa Bay. So two of those games are going to be in a dome, don't have to worry about weather. Uh, Tampa Bay in January is going to be hot, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and I, I like to think that Chris Olave is a prime buy candidate at this point.
0: I still have my concerns. I I think for me, I'm not going to say buy. I'm not going to say sell. I'm going to say, what's the offer? That's where mm-hmm. I that's where I look at here. Um, so I'm going to offer you a couple different packages for Olave and you tell me if you're buying him for this. Okay. Nico Collins. Yeah, I would. Michael Pittman Jr. Yes. Okay. Hollywood Brown and um Alexander Madison. Yes. Okay. Jerome Ford and Scary Terry. Yes. Okay, And I,
1: I say that because I, I think Chris Olave, he's that guy that can get you a consistent 12 to 15 points, right? But his upside that we haven't seen yet this season because of his chemistry issues with Carr, he could be up there in the 25 point range as his floor or even in the, or his ceiling rather. Or in the 30s, like he is capable of producing that huge game that we're used to seeing with Tyreek Hill, because of how many um, deep balls he's getting and that are being missed with Carr. He gets a couple of those in a game. Watch out, man.
0: Okay. All right. I all those offers, I probably would also buy him for that. Um, I'm trying to trying to find one where you draw the line. You trade him straight up for Devonte Adams. That's a fun one.
1: Oh, don't! Why did you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's rude. Um, God, man, that's hard. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I would take Olave over Adams. I th- I think so. I want to say yes, but I'm also at this point where I think. The the Raiders are gonna have to just keep on forcing the ball ball to Adams to keep him happy, even if they're losing, and if they're gonna hold on to him like they said they are. They have to feed him the ball, like double digit targets every game. So,
0: yeah, but I mean,
1: uh, we'll talk about that in a moment, and that's a little okay. teaser
0: for the next buy sale. So,
1: or not, all right coming up. So we'll move on to the next candidate slaps, Mister DeAndre Swift. What are you doing here?
0: D-Swift, baby. I am... Not Taylor. Not Taylor. No, not Taylor. The, uh, the running back. The The other Kelsey-Swift combo, the one for the Eagles. I'm going to sell DeAndre Swift, man. DeAndre Ooh. Swift is a hard sell for him. Not a hard sell, but he's definitely someone I'd be looking to to get off my roster quickly. And the reason being is uh, he, he did have a breakout. It was electric, but I, I just... I'm afraid of the future for him. He is getting 60 to 70% of the touches and his, his matchups these last two weeks have been very juicy and he really hasn't performed that well. He, I think it was like 13 and 10 points respectively, um, which was very underwhelming given how quick out of the gate he was to start the year. And this all paired with the fact that the, the jets have a really difficult schedule. That's or not the jets. Excuse me. The Eagles have a very difficult schedule that's coming up and I I don't really think that their end of season schedule is favorable enough for the the running offense to be able to get it done. I would look to sell Swift.
1: I tend to agree with you here actually. And I say that because the Eagles, they haven't done so thus far, but they have a history of involving Gainwell and Boston Scott later on in the season. Um, And we also know that, uh, I was gonna say Rashad Penny, God, uh, Deon he is on the he's fillers, on the roster, the roster. <laughs> yeah. But we know that DeAndre Swift has an injury history too. Mm-hmm. Um, if he maintains this, you know, fifteen to twenty carries a game, can he do it for a, a seventeen game span? Because at some point they're gonna have to shut him down for the playoffs, right? Like they they know these injury concerns are are a thing with Swift. He's gotten hurt every year that he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I own Swift in a fantasy league. As the running back running back six right now, I feel like you could get a lot of value. Um, you could possibly, you know, I love selling them here. And if you could get um, a wide receiver plus some, you know, like a backup running back, that would be great. Like an yeah. RB3 for your roster.
0: Yeah, well, and you look at it like, I, I'm just going to name off the next couple games for the Eagles. They have Dallas at week nine. In week 12, they have the Bills, 13 San Francisco, 14 Dallas. And then 15, 16, 17 is Seahawks, Giants, Arizona. So it does get more favorable, but like you're in a stretch right now where these games are going to get difficult for him. And if you can't hold on through the pain and get your way into the playoffs, then there's no reason to keep him around. And so I'd, I'd be looking to sell him, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. And I want to stop and pause for a second because I want to ask you, slaps. If you had to hold on to one of these guys, which one would it be? Brees Hall or DeAndre Swift? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, would you sell Chris Olave for DeAndre Swift? Would I sell Olave to get DeAndre Swift or or
0: would I sell DeAndre Swift to get Chris yes. Olave? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would. Yes, if I sorry.
0: can if I can afford to and I have enough running back depth, yes, I would.
1: Okay. I sure.
0: I just I I have concerns. I have concerns with the schedule. I have concerns with this offense. And that's the other thing that I really didn't touch on is this offense has looked somewhat lackluster this season compared to last as far as the throwing upside and Jalen hurts moving around and doing what Jalen hurts did last year. But we still know that that is a capable thing that he is, he is able to do, you know? So mm-hmm. while they're putting more of an emphasis on this run game this year, and by them, I mean, the Eagles that could change at the flip of a coin that, I mean, it really could because we know what Jalen hurts is capable of. We know how he can sling the ball down the field and he has two wonderful, what three wonderful weapons in Goddard Smith and AJ Brown. So, that is also the underlying thing is this is not solely a run team like the Titans are. This is a dynamic team, and that run game can be taken away from you very quickly in fantasy football. I I just I he's been good enough for me to sell, and I'd like to do so and move on.
1: One more ridiculous question, maybe. Go ahead. Would you send the Justin Jefferson owner a trade offer with DeAndre Swift in there? That scares the shit out of me.
0: I would say, uh, yeah, I think I would.
1: Yeah, do you, I think I would. If you were a JJ owner and you needed a running back, you know, let's say you just you're completely fucked with running backs, would you do that straight up for Swift? I would look for Brees Hall
0: plus a little extra something instead if I was a JJ owner. But Justin Jefferson can come back week ten. And if he comes back in week ten, he's playing New Orleans, Denver, Chicago, he's on a bye week, week thirteen. I would do that. I would do that. If if I if I had DeAndre Swift and I could afford to, I'd buy Justin Jefferson right now.
1: Yeah. Let's I say would. you're a contender right now and you're just kind of, you know, coasting along and yeah. you have Swift. Why not? What's I would what's the risk? I would do it. Would you? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair straight up. I do, yeah, I think it is. And I think the
0: upside for getting JJ versus what Swift is potentially projected to do um could be in your favor. So yeah, I would do that. Let's uh let's go to
1: uh
0: Kenny Walker.
1: Kenneth Walker the third. Man, we're picking on running back so far, aren't we? We are. We are a little bit. Well you yeah. had a lobby. Yeah, that's true. Um Kenneth Walker, man. Um Am I stupid? for selling a top 10 running back i don't know i just i i did the same thing you tell me man i so at this current point i i think it's not silly to sell kenneth walker um he he's gotten a touchdown basically in every game uh except this last game i think against the cardinals but he he did have a good game right 26 carries 105 yards Um, but if you look at his upcoming schedule, it's brutal. I just pulled it up and oh my God, it's brutal. Um, I want to just emphasize the playoff schedule. So from week 15 to 17, he's got Philly at Tennessee and then, uh, versus Pittsburgh. Those are three defenses that are pretty good against the run. Um, if you want to, we can open up the window a little more. He plays Cleveland this week plays Raven, the Ravens following, and then the, uh, commanders the week after. I mean, he's got,
0: and then Rams, San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, Philly. Like, yeah, this is a brutal run, like a brutal schedule for running backs I like this sell Yeti, and I think he's another prime sell. Kind of like Swift, I think he's another prime sell candidate. I I would be looking to offload him. I didn't realize. I just pulled up his schedule and started looking, and I'm glad you brought this to my attention. Not that I own any shares of Walker, but I think all the Brainiacs out there perhaps are not paying attention to this because I certainly wasn't, but this is a really difficult schedule for him.
1: Because right now you're looking at Kenneth Walker as a solid guy. He has been very consistent for the first seven games of the year. Which is great, right? We're we're not worrying about any timeshare with Kenneth Walker, but once you start looking at his schedule, it is brutal. And if I if I own Kenneth Walker, which I do in a dynasty dynasty format, but that's different. If I own him in a redraft format, I'm trying to take advantage of somebody's team right now. Um, I'm looking to if I have wide receiver holes, I'm looking to go get a wide receiver one. And possibly a running back two, a low end running back two, to replace Kenneth Walker. Um, I, brought, I don't think it's out of ahead. the possibility to get somebody like uh, Keenan Allen. You could go get C.D. Lamb if you if you trust that offense. You could go get Puka Nakua if you wanted to.
0: I don't know if a Puka owner would. I I, I don't know if I, I don't own Puka. I own Puka in Dynasty, but I don't own him in a redraft format. I don't know if I'd be willing to sell him for that. To be honest with you, I mean he's just been so great. Puka's almost, and maybe it's just me, but he's he would cost me a pretty freaking penny to get off my roster, and I don't even know if if Kenneth Walker would do that for me. Let me ask you this: If you own Kenneth Walker, would you accept this trade? You trade away Kenneth Walker and you purchase Damian Pierce, and
1: immediately no,
0: and Josh Downs,
1: no, Hell no, no. I don't Pe-
0: no. Yeah, you just out on Damian Pierce. Completely? I'm out
1: on Damian Pierce. Like, I mean, he's got a really I'm, great I'm schedule.
0: He's got a great schedule coming up. He's got a great he's, schedule.
1: He's split in with his boy, uh, Devin Singletary down there, man. He
0: he is a little bit, but that's your RB two. Okay. So what about, what about Damian Pierce and Christian Kirk?
1: I don't hate it. I guess
0: you downgrade I, it running back a little bit, but you yeah. get a a, a high end wide receiver too.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that if you if you need some depth, right? Or if your <laughs> if your wide receiver room is complete shit, I guess. I hey,
0: you still got if you're trying to plug and play and still get a usable running back, I and and upgrade at wide receiver. You okay over there?
1: <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got got you a
0: little nervous over there. Um, what about A chain? You sell them straight up for Devon, Devon A chain right now.
1: I wouldn't need more. I honestly would because I I can't trust Achan. Um I don't okay. know if mostert's going to lead the backfield when the Chan comes back like there's <sighs> just think, too many questions. I think question A
0: Chan's going to be I think he's going to be usable. All right, let's do James Cook and Hollywood Brown.
1: I think that's pretty fair.
0: That's, yeah, that's not and bad. I, I think James Cook is who I would I would I would take that side over Kenneth Walker.
1: Yeah, I, that's not bad at all. Okay. That's probably where I'd yeah, I accept that. Okay. I like talking about
0: these potential trade offers because I think it it just provides a little bit more insight into the value of players and, and gives the Brady Axe a little bit different of a look as far as like, oh, that is a decent trade target. So I, I like playing this game.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, what about uh, maybe somebody like uh, Jacoby Meyer? I think we need to have a discussion about him for second slaps.
0: I think we do. I think we do. This is insane to me. I can't believe that I am here and I am looking at you, and you got all this Raiders gear behind you, and you are you are the re- resident Raiders fan on this podcast. Uh huh. I think I'm gonna say go buy Jacoby Myers. Are you okay? I know it feels weird and it feels disgusting, but I think I'd be okay buying Jacoby Myers. He's wide receiver twelve on the season, which just blew blew me out of the water. I could not believe it. Um, but Myers has put up double digit points since week four and I, I think truly is the wide receiver one for the Raiders, which is absolutely just ridiculous to say because Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one. But the, the fact of the matter is is no quarterback can throw the ball deep. No quarterback for the Raiders is throwing the ball deep. Jim Garoppolo has not been playing recently. They've kind of had a back and forth between quarterbacks, and Jacoby Meyer has feasted for that reason. But even upon Jim Garoppolo returning, I think Jacoby Myers is still just such a juicy play. Because here's the situation at hand. Jacoby Myers, he's playing out of the slot a little bit more. He's getting he's getting those those middle-of-the-field targets. Devontae Adams, historically, and I, we touched on this previously. Devontae Adams, historically, is the deep ball target. So, defenses still have to respect him. Defenses are still covering him with their top guy, leaving Jacoby Myers open. And because none of the quarterbacks can throw the ball 20-plus yards, Jacoby Myers feasting. So all of this paired with the fact that the Raiders actually do have a pretty juicy end of season schedule for wide receivers. The only difficult matchups that they have for wide receivers are really the Chiefs and the Jets. So like, I I think Jacoby Myers, I think he's a buy for me, man, which is wild for me to say.
1: I tend to agree with you here. Uh, Not because I'm a Raiders fan, Um, (laughs) but I, I love what Jacoby Myers has brought to this offense. Um, our offense, it sucks, right? But the good thing about our offense from a fantasy perspective is it is a very concentrated offense. You look at the people who are getting the ball the most, it's Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Jacoby Myers. That's it. Yeah. You look at other teams across the board, Like the 49ers, for example, they have five guys that can get the job done any given week. And so it's hard to focus on, okay, I want Debo or I want IU or I want Kittle. Like you can't really, it's hard, right? But if you look at the Raiders offense, it's, I can plug and play Devontae Adams and hope he gets a touchdown to kind of salvage or Jacoby Myers. He's lock and loaded as my wide receiver too every week, so I, I love this, um, especially with Jacoby Myers getting a thirty-four percent target share, which is insane. insane. With the, him and Devonte Adams with Devonte Adams over 34% on the field percent target share, yeah, so, so, so it's, it's one or the other. Exactly. So my question to you is, what are we looking to uh, buy Myers for? Oh, man. Do you think like Madison straight up is fair? Alexander Madison straight up? Yeah, yeah. I think I
0: like the Jacoby Meyer side better. Like yeah. if I owned Jacoby Meyer, I wouldn't sell him for Alexander Madison. So I don't know if that's equal. But if you can squeeze if you can sell Alexander Madison and get Jacoby Meyer, yeah, I would on a heartbeat.
1: hmm Um Javante Williams straight up?
0: Yeah for Jacoby Meyer? I, I would, yeah. That's the thing though, is like I, I don't I don't own any shares of Jacoby Meyer, so I can't concretely sit here and say, like, would I sell him for that? Because if I did own him, I wouldn't sell him for that. Because he's performing and he's performing a lot. But the other narrative to the story, Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. But Jacoby Meyer is the wide receiver one for fantasy football, so it makes it so much more difficult because you expect the tide to eventually correct itself and Devonte Adams resume as the wide receiver one, but it's just not happening. And that's where I have a That's like, I don't know, Derek Henry straight up. Oh man. That's I think that's where you get to the point where, and I, I haven't thought about it enough to really say yes or no, but I think there's, there's
1: an equal argument for both sides on this. Yeah, I could see it. If your running backs are really hurting right now, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be okay with that. Um especially with murmurs around Derrick Henry possibly, possibly getting traded. Get
0: traded. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I take that. I'm trying I'm looking at your I know this is a dynasty team, but I'm looking at your team. And seeing who I would take for Jacoby Meyer. And I just can't do it. It's hard. It's hard it, to place a value on Jacoby Meyer. Because it, re- he, it is. People look at him as a wide receiver too, but he's producing yeah, as so a if, wide receiver. In, one.
0: Anybody who owns him knows that, you know, but like if you were talking in fantasy circles, obviously everybody's gonna be like, I don't want Jacoby Meyer. Why would I want Jacoby Meyer? But the guy who owns Jacoby Meyer says, I don't want to get rid of Jacoby Meyer for for pennies on the dollar because he's performing right now. So that's the, that's the situation that you're running into. I think Alexander Madison plus something would get me Jacoby Meyer, but I don't think Alexander Madison alone would. And I'm not saying Alexander Madison and Jamar Chase, but like some, you know, an ancillary piece, I think is enough mm-hmm. to maybe get that job done.
1: What about DeMont straight up? Coming back from injury, maybe you can pry him away from somebody. I'd
0: explore it. I think I'd rather have David Montgomery. I mean, he's he was killing it before he got hurt killing yeah. it and you know that when he comes back he's gonna kill it again
1: that's kind of what i'd be looking for if i had jacoby meyer though like if sure, i yeah. if i was an owner it would be like okay i'm gonna need like a low-end running back one at least i think
0: yeah no i think that would probably be fair to say like it you you trade him straight up for tony pollard mm. if i can get pollard yeah yeah i would do that i would sell him for tony pollard but I wouldn't sell Tony Pollard to get him. See, and that's the game that you're playing. <laughs> like, that's, we're back to score one. You know what I mean? It's it's difficult. Would you trade Jerome Ford for him if you owned Ford?
1: Yeah, if I owned Ford, I'd be trying to get rid of him. I think he's going to be out this week too. Yeah, I think he's so. Just be keep out that out. in mind. Sure.
0: Jalen Warren plus.
1: Scary Terry. Yeah, I wouldn't accept that as a Jacoby Meyer owner. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I no. Would.
0: But that's where that's what I'm trying to get you to do. We'll say Jalen Warren and Brandon Ayuk. Would you sell Jacoby Meyer for that?
1: I th- yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, I would probably do that too. It's interesting. The, the, he's a he's probably the hardest case out of everybody we brought today because we know the story behind him, and now all the brainiacs that are listening do as well. Um, so they kind of have that mindset, but I would be trying to buy Jacoby Meyer. I really would So go out there, explore the conversation with the owner and see what they want because everybody might value him differently. So, I I mean, he is performing right now and people are going to recognize that, but you might be able to squeeze some juice out of that and and still buy a little lower than, than perhaps expected. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Yeti, let's go over to Flex Appeal, my friend. Let's
1: do it. We need to get a, a good sounder here for Flex Appeal, man. Uh, we it's, really uh, need
0: a good sounder for this. and know, Unfortunately, we, we don't have one at it's the moment. Favorite,
1: my favorite part of the week, and we We're don't have a sounder, Let's man. Let's get Flexy, gotta, baby. Let's get yeah. Flexy. Let's get down and Flexy, baby. Mm. I'll uh, kick us off here, Slaps. All right. All right. Here we go. First off the board, Javante Williams versus Kansas City, or D-Hop versus Atlanta
0: this is gross you're welcome what you did to me is absolutely disgusting um oh, i didn't think it was too bad god oh man can i just pass and start neither of them and i'll just i'll start uh Jaylen warren instead um i think It was pretty easy man uh, yeah i think i'm gonna do javante I think i'm gonna do javante d hop has been struggling and d hop is very hit and miss atlanta's defense is actually not bad like atlanta's defense is decent um mm-hmm. and d hop is is not getting it done this offense is not getting it done they have yeah, i forgot about the quarterback situation this is a lot yep. easier than i anticipated um ryan is not playing so it's a medley of of trash quarterbacks that are going to try and get the ball to deandre hopkins when their starting quarterback even can so give me give me javante this one's a lot easier than i thought
1: yep exactly
0: I just had to think I just had to kind of talk myself through it but we got there so you're taking Javante as well
1: exactly yeah I okay. I thought this was easy because of the quarterback situation yeah I forgot about
0: that when I yeah. yeah all right let me let me propose one to you Damian Pierce versus Carolina or Alexander Madison versus Green Bay this is uh-huh. Battle of the RB2s
1: yeah, so both of these guys are giving up work to their backups and De- Devin Singletary and Cam Akers. So I hate you. Right I, yeah, I,
0: I chose these two specifically for that reason.
1: <laughs> um, you know, you look at the matchups, and they're honestly about even. You know, Carolina and Green Bay both give up a lot of yards to running backs, um, but I think I I, I have to go. Uh, I think I have to go Madison here and here's why um, they give up 134 rushing yards a game and they give up the most touchdowns to running backs. So with Minnesota, I'm hoping that Alexander Madison can be the red zone guy for them mm-hmm. um, because I know this team is going to get in the red zone and they're going to, they're going to score often. So I'm hoping that Madison can get those carries um, and get me a touchdown to at least hit double digit points. Um, with Damian Pierce, he he was getting the bulk of the carries to start the season, but before they went on the bye last week, he split with Devin Singletary kind of out of the blue. Yeah, um, there, were, there weren't any reports about this. There weren't any injury concerns. I think it just has a matter of how effective or ineffective, rather, Damian Pierce has been with those carries. Um, he's kind of in the sophomore slump, as we like to say here. So. It's got to be Madison for me against Green Bay.
0: I agree. I think you know Cam Akers just started getting involved this last week as well. Like I mean, he was kind of sprinkled in, but he he looked good when he was when he had the ball in his hands this last week. So I I expect Alexander Madison to continue to be the running back one for this team. But I think we're going to start to see Cam Akers more involved. Both these are kind of in competition modes right now, but I think Madison is is still has the the headway here and that could change but i think if i had to choose i'd also choose madison
1: yeah and kind of uh in that same game and same team slaps i have uh my next flex appeal for you right. t higgins versus san francisco or jordan addison versus green bay we're we gonna ride the hot streak of addison it's, or we it's gonna hard not to dabble with higgins it's hard not to Higgins this year has
0: been very underwhelming and I really feel bad for anybody that drafted T Higgins because you're kind of in this situation where you know, you have a good wide receiver, but he just hasn't performed because his offense has been lackluster. Jordan Addison, on the other hand has been pretty damn consistent. Like I, you look at his numbers, he's put up double digit numbers every single week, except week four. So that is, is one narrative to ride as well as the fact that Justin Jefferson isn't around. So Jordan Addison is the pseudo wide receiver one in his absence. You look at the matchups, green Bay's passing attack or passing defense is actually pretty stout. While we've learned that the 49ers defense, the way to beat the 49ers is through the air because their run defense is still very good, but their passing defense is not as good. I think I, I want to take T Higgins. I do, but I think I'm going to take Jordan Addison. I think I would take Jordan Addison. This one, he has consistently been doing it and the opportunity has a, continue to increase for him while I understand the defense is a little bit more difficult. He is going to get a lot more looks from Kirk cousins. So give me Jordan Addison in this one.
1: We're going to need a tiebreaker on this one. Cause I'm going with T Higgins myself. Oh, damn. Um, this might be stupid of me, but I'm trusting the Bengals off of their buy that they got their situation with T Higgins figured out. I'm hoping that the bye week helped with T Higgins injury and Joe Burrow's injury and that they can get back on the same page because like you had said, You can't beat San Fran through the through the ground. And Joe Mixon has been very ineffective with his carries thus far. And I expect him to throw the ball at least 40 times in this game if they want to win. And if they do that, Jamar Chase is going to eat. But T Higgins is going to see volume as well. So I'm just I'm going to pray and hope that T Higgins gets me there.
0: Okay, I think this one's really close. Like, I really yeah. do. I think this one, there's, a, there's argue, I mean, obviously, we just sat here and argued about both sides. But I think that there's, this is one of those things where I think it really comes down to, like, a coin flip. Because both the arguments are stout enough that I, I'm still going to stick with Jordan Addison. You didn't sway me. You're still going to stick with T. Higgins. I respect the hell out of it. But I think this is going to come down to trust your gut more on this one for, for either party. Because you can't go wrong in this specific one. The next one we have here for this flex appeal Yeti, are you gonna start Amari Cooper versus Seattle or Rashi Rice, who plays for KC? So I don't know why it says versus. They
1: Kansas play City. Uh, Denver. Thank you. I'll yeah, change that right um, now. Uh, it's tough because I I want to trust the Kansas City wide receiver. I do. I really do I, want to, and I think Rice is kind of approaching that territory. But I still have this. It's not because I'm a Chiefs or a Raiders fan. It's just. It, it, historically, it's been hard to pinpoint a Chiefs receiver to start unless their name was Tyreek Hill, um, and I'm just not there yet. Um, so I'm going with Cooper Cup. But Even it's, with it's Deshaun Watson than, out, yes, and I, I say that because you mean the Amari volume Cooper. is. Huh? You said Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah, Cooper. Amari Cooper.
0: Yeah, I'm same. going with.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm going with Amari Cooper because the volume is there with P.J. Walker. Uh, over the, the past two games, he's seen eight targets in each game. I think it's just a matter of getting getting that chemistry down. And when you look at what Seattle's lacked this season, it's defending the run, they or the pass, rather, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't defend it. Um, they give up 184 yards to wide receivers on the season. So I look at Cooper, uh, Mari Cooper, as a prime <laughs> bounce-back candidate for Week 8
0: okay i'm also going to do the same in the 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 overarching concerning i like rashi as an own um but i i have trouble starting him on a week-to-week basis because of patrick mahomes and his ability to spread the ball around so he's done it pretty consistently um rashi rice has done it for you fantasy wise pretty consistently but if i had to choose i would still be taking omari cooper in this one like you mentioned i think that the volume is there and and i just the inconsistency of the Chiefs offense for fantasy purposes is very frustrating. So I'd take I'd rather have the safer floor of Amari Cooper.
1: And look at uh Nicole Hardman too. He yeah. he got traded to the Chiefs last week. He's obviously familiar with that offense, but I bet they give him some more snaps this week. So
0: wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. So slaps my last flex appeal for you, my friend. Christian Kirk versus Pittsburgh. Or gear wilson versus the giants
0: that is not nice
1: because you
0: know my hatred for zach wilson but the giants defense is just bad
1: so it's pittsburgh
0: i bet so is Pittsburghs. it's christian kirk it's christian kirk man i mean here's the thing with christian kirk it He's the wide receiver. I mean, he's putting up wide receiver one numbers for this team. Like, it's not everybody thought it was going to be Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was going to come in. Go look at Christian Kirk's numbers. I dare everybody that does not own Christian Kirk to go look at it because I have it pulled up right here. He has not seen under 13 points since week one. He's getting it done. He's getting good targets. I'm not going to say he's getting a shit ton, but he's getting good targets. He's catching all these balls and he's doing something with them. It's got to be Christian Kirk for me. Garrett Wilson. I Garrett Wilson is really interesting. I Garrett Wilson's a sell for me. We've had a lot of people actually DMing us asking like, "Should I buy Garrett Wilson or should I sell Garrett Wilson for this?" I'm selling Garrett Wilson because I don't trust Zach Wilson. And if you get matched up against a very difficult pass defense, which the Jets really won't see again until week 11, um I think they're going to struggle. So, I I would I'd rather play Christian Kirk here.
1: Yeah. Yep, I 100% agree with you. Um, And it looks like Zay Jones is actually going to be out again this week. Uh, He's been kind of in and out of the lineup for the past three, four weeks, and obviously that's helped Christian Kirk kind of break out, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going with Kirk again this week. All right.
0: My last flex appeal for you, my friend, is Joshua Downs versus New Orleans or K.J. Osborne versus Green Bay. These are both waiver wire pickups. They're both guys that were highly touted
1: waiver wire targets the past couple weeks. So which one are you choosing? Yeah, this wasn't very nice of you because both of these guys have pretty bad matchups, I will say. I do. Um, I think what does it for me here is the fact that Josh Downs, he has 16.7 PPR points a game with Minshew starting. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, Him and Minshew have a clear connection. Um, KJ Osborne... It's hard for me to trust him, especially after Addison's breakout game. And then Hawkinson is there as well. KJ just kind of looks like a guy out there. Um, He's just a guy. (laughs) Jag. Just a guy. Uh, Just a guy. Um, So I'm rolling with Joshua Downs here this week to get me. Uh, some upside no I'm doing the same thing I both the matchups are very
0: similar um, but I, I would be taking Joshua Downs as well uh, he's, he's actually he's performing right now he's wide receiver 27 on the year he's the wide receiver two for this team I know that it's supposed to be Alec Pierce but realistically Joshua Downs the rookie comes in and he's kind of he's making a claim to be the next guy in line right behind Michael Pittman I like Joshua Downs I like him paired with Gardner Minshew give me Joshua Downs
1: Man, look at these uh, rookie wide receivers kind of coming out of nowhere and performing at a high level. Yeah, you know, Puka, <laughs> late guy. Yep. Um, Josh Downs, obviously. Um, Jordan Addison is performing. Yeah, they're it, doing. Zay well. Flowers. It's you know our league is in good hands that
0: it is it's frustrating that i own almost none of these guys in redraft, but it is what it is i've made i've made poor decisions
1: and then next year we'll have to draft them in the first five rounds yeah that's
0: exactly how it's gonna play out we got one question let's get over to the brain busters and then we'll get the hell out of here here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail
1: when it comes i
0: Oh, I was late. Oh, I was you were late.
1: real late. My oh, friend.
0: damn, that feels bad. Scotty, help me out yeah. in post. Get that fixed, <laughs> would you? Um our only question tonight comes from Joe Budofoco. It's that interesting name. I kind of like it actually. Um He wants to know Should I trade Cup? for Devon A. Chain and Justin Jefferson. I have Diggs and ETN and I'm currently sitting at 5-2. and two. I like this question, and I appreciate all the good information. Sometimes when people ask questions, not that I don't appreciate all the questions, but sometimes people ask questions and they give like too much information. This was the perfect amount. Yeah, I really like this. Just a little sprinkle, but yeah. enough to give us by. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I would do this. I would trade Cup for Devon A. Chain and Justin Jefferson. I do think that I agree with you, Yeti. I think Jefferson does come back this year. I think he will play. And if he does play, he's an instant plug-in play. And I think he's w- within the same realm of conversation as Cooper Cup. Very obviously, they were drafted close to each other. They put up very similar numbers when they're both on the field. Um, and then you get Devon A-Chain, who's going to come back from injury and potentially be that 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 super fast, great running back that he was before he left. So, yeah, I would do this. I don't know how you feel, Yeti, but I would do that, trade.
1: Yeah, I would 100% do that because I, I could argue that Cup for Jefferson is – straight up is fair and yeah the
0: only the only argument with that is is jefferson's jefferson's value i think is slightly lower solely because he there's that that looming question mark over his head if he comes back
1: which i think he will i, I think i think we're i think we're okay i think i'll knock on wood for you but <laughs> i would do that yeah because you're getting upside with a chan and then if justin jefferson comes back to wide receiver one status it's it's a no-brainer
0: yeah no i agree Go do it, Joe Budafoco, and I appreciate the question. That's it, Yeti. That's all the time we have, brother. I appreciate you doing this. Everybody that is watching and or listening, all you dirty old nasty fat brained brainiacs out there, hit the subscribe button, man. If you could go follow us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're consuming your stuff at, I'm going to tell you right now, it does mean the world because we are doing this for you guys. And we love all the questions and the listens of the continued support. So it would mean the world. Any last parting words, Yeti?
1: Tune in on Sunday before lock. We're going to be uh, going on Twitter spaces or whatever the hell it's called. Twitter circles. <laughs> Tw-
0: yeah, I, I always fuck it up. It's Twitter Twitter circles.
1: Sure, we'll call it that. But then we also have another uh, team member of
0: ours, Matthew Kahn. And I need to check and see if I'm saying that right. Um, but he's going to be over on Instagram live helping people as well. So we're, we're trying to hit all these platforms. We do have a TikTok, but we're not doing the lives there yet. Um, but if you're interested, we, we do have TikToks over there too. So, um, but go do, go check us out live. If you have start, sit questions, we're here for you. That's it. It's all time. We got, we are out.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.